You are listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White, and today's episode is about becoming your future self. In October's Habitology membership, we're studying this topic. So I wanted to make this podcast about one of the fundamentals of becoming your future self, that is, changing the way you think and act. You've probably heard the saying, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. Or the saying, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Both of those sayings speak to the concept that if you hang on to your current beliefs, habits and thoughts, then nothing is going to change. So in other words, if you want to truly become your future self, the better version of yourself, then you have to start thinking and acting like that future version of yourself. It sounds easy, but your brain likes automaticity. Your brain loves efficiency. So it wants to hang on to your current beliefs, habits, and thoughts because it invested a lot of time and energy creating them and forming those habits. And that's why I want to talk about this today because I want to help you to take the steps that you need to take to become your future self and to get there quicker and more easily. I'd like to start with a bit of a a definition about beliefs and habits and thoughts. But to do this, I want to talk about how the brain works because it's really a beautiful way to illustrate the difference between these three things. Consider what happens when you first learn how to do something. It takes you a lot of focus and energy to learn the steps. In other words, a lot of conscious thinking. Let's say that you are used to eating takeout food all the time and suddenly you have to learn how to cook with cauliflower or maybe you need to learn how to make some salads that are tasty and delicious instead of plain and boring because you want to like eating the new kind of foods that you're trying to eat. So your brain's going to be focusing on some tasks with a fair bit of energy and intention. You're going to be looking up recipes or learning tasty ways to cook cauliflower and then trying to remember the process for doing it. And you might also be needing to get into the habit of preparing meals in advance and all those sorts of things. So it takes a lot of focus and energy, but once your brain learns all of those steps, it can automate some really helpful habits. And notice that your brain uses your thoughts as motivation to take action for example, wow, this cauliflower recipe is great, is kind of a motivating thing, which might make you want to use that recipe again in future. And your brain also uses thoughts as instructions to get you to take the right actions. For example, chop the cauliflower first, then put it in the pan. You're not consciously thinking that, but your brain has this little unconscious dialogue ticking along in the background telling you what to do. So practicing thoughts and actions repeatedly like that makes them become automatic. In other words, they become a habit. And this saves your brain a lot of energy. So once something has become a habit, all of those thoughts that you've had about it become a habit, then you switch from conscious thinking into more unconscious thinking. Yes, your thoughts are still there. They're just in the background, barely noticeable, quietly instructing you to do certain things. Here's another example. Do you remember when you learned how to drive a car? Your focus was probably everywhere. 
I remember driving a car and thinking, okay, I've got to put my foot on the accelerator. Now I've got to check the mirrors. Where's the indicator? Do I check my mirrors again? Hang on, I've got to press the clutch in and change gears. Whoa, there's a car behind me. Hey, there's a red light. I've got to put my foot on the brake and now I have to put my foot on the clutch. I remember being overwhelmed by all of the things that I had to do all at once. But notice that when you've mastered all of those intricate steps, you can find yourself singing along with the radio as you drive and suddenly realise that you're at your destination, barely remembering how you got there. That means that your brain has automated all of those thoughts and actions and turned them into habits so that you don't have to invest a lot of time and energy in driving anymore. So the process of forming a habit takes anywhere from 30 days right up to 360 days, depending on how complex that habit is, according to Philip Lally and others who conducted a study in 2012. And they say that the average time to form a habit is around about 83 days. Once a habit has been running on autopilot for an extended period, perhaps a few years, then your brain notices as notices notices the benefit or result of that habit and your mind forms a belief about it. Here's an example of how that can happen. Let's say that when you were a kid, your mum woke you up really early in the morning. She'd come into your room and say something like, come on, honey, get up, rise and shine, the early bird catches the worm. And during this morning ritual, your brain somehow worked out the best way to think and act in order to get you out of bed early every day. That was reinforced by what your mum was telling you, that positive thing about that habit. Now, as an adult, if you're still getting out of bed early every morning, then you've habituated what you started doing as a child and you have most likely formed some positive beliefs about the habit and yourself to keep it going. For example, your belief might be something like, I'm a morning person or the morning is the best part of the day. So this is a really great example of how something that's been a habit for a long time leads you to form a belief about that habit that will allow you to keep it going. And in the recesses of your mind, there is still an unconscious thinking pattern going on to instruct all of the thoughts and actions that will get you out of bed on time or early. There is also the conscious recognition that you have some positive beliefs around the habit and you identify yourself as a certain type of person. All of this is going on in the background, but I invite you to watch your mind next time you get out of bed and notice what's going on in your head as you get up. So that's the difference between conscious and unconscious thoughts and habits and finally beliefs. There's one last nuance I want to mention about this before we talk about becoming a future self. Once you have formed a belief about something, your brain starts actively collecting evidence that your belief is true. Your brain filters out anything that doesn't match with the belief. And your brain likes to be right. This is called confirmation bias. Basically, your body, your mind wants to reinforce something that you already believe and it doesn't like being wrong. Having said all of that, let's talk about changing beliefs and becoming your future self. I'm sure that you can see how it's going to get a little bit complicated because you have a lot of autopilot going on right now and you have automatic habits and automatic thoughts that are, uh, 
that drive you along, that help you to operate in the world every day. Also, you have confirmation bias. Your brain believes that what you're doing is right and is the best thing for you and it hates being wrong. So these are two things that you need to navigate when you are becoming your future self. It means that you need a way to identify and then change the automatic patterns, habits and beliefs that you have. And you might need to challenge your perspective. Might I just say at this point that that's why coaching is so important. Most of us can't see our own automatic thoughts and patterns and we generally are stuck in our own perspectives. A coach can help somebody to do this work, to see things differently, to challenge their automatic thoughts and to become their future selves. But there's still a lot you can do on your own to become your future self. So let's talk about the two ways to do that. Before we do that, I want to say that it's important to begin with the end in mind. This is Stephen Covey's second success habit from the book and the audio series, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. Begin with the end in mind. What that means is to become your future self, you need to have a clear picture of what yourself looks like, what your future self is thinking and what they're doing. If you need help with this, you might want to listen to my episodes on creating a vision, which is episode number one of this podcast, and on being specific, which is episode 14 of this podcast. Both are relevant to the concept of becoming your future self. But let's say for now that you have the very specific outcome in mind, you know exactly what your future self looks and feels like. Maybe you can imagine your fitter self or your richer self or your more successful self, or your calmer self, your slimmer self, your happier self, whatever it is for you. I'm talking about one area. Pick one area of life that you'd like to change and create a vision of your future self around that. Once you have that idea in mind of what you'd like to look like and what your future self feels like, then you're ready to start doing the work to change what you think and how you act. So let's start with that first point. What would you be thinking? What would your future self be thinking? If you wanted to become your future self, you're going to need to start thinking differently, more like they would. Here are some examples. Let's say that right now you feel like you're over drinking, you're drinking too much alcohol and that you eventually want to become a non-drinker. Right now your thoughts about that might be things like, I'm only going to have a drink on Friday and Saturday this week or I need to cut back on alcohol or I feel so hungover and terrible and I'm never drinking again. All of that self-talk, all of those thoughts are really in the moment and they're quite negative and they're talking about restricting or cutting back. They're stuck on the problem. Now, I'd like you to mentally propel yourself five years forward. Imagine that you're now your future self and that you're a non-drinker. Pretend that you stopped drinking alcohol three years ago. What would be your new thoughts about alcohol? Well, the chances are that your non-drinking self is not even thinking about alcohol because you no longer drink it. It's not even on your radar. You're no longer thinking about alcohol at 2 p.m. 
wondering if you'll drink tonight or not, or wondering whether you'll be judged by others for not drinking at the party tonight. In fact, you'll be thinking something totally different. You'll be looking around at the people at the party, slurring and stumbling around, and you'll think to yourself, huh, that used to be me. I'm so glad I'm a non-drinker. I have so much more self-control, and I feel good about that. Maybe your future self is quite happy to go out to a party or a dinner with others who are drinking. And when people ask if you want to drink, your future self says, no thanks, I don't drink. And your future self would have a sense of confidence and conviction and contentment about saying that because they really believe that it's true. Notice how different your future thinking patterns are compared with what your current self thinks and believes. The dialogue is totally different and you can apply this same formula to any other area of life that you're working on where you want to make a big change. Consider the example of business. Let's say that right now you're struggling to get clients and your income is erratic and you're a bit nervous about it, doubtful. You might be thinking things like, I need clients or I wonder if I should run a Facebook ad or the market is saturated, nobody wants what I'm selling. Or, that other person's so successful, maybe I should do what she's doing. Or maybe I should just give up. Or you might be thinking, I wonder if I need to go and do some more training courses so I have more credibility. Now propel yourself forward three or four years. Imagine that you are a successful business owner, you have enough clients and a regular income. What would you be thinking instead? I would guess that probably the focus would be on the quality of service and on growth. You'd be saying things like, I wonder how I can serve my clients better, or I'd love to do a workshop on this topic that I'm really passionate about so I can share it with more people, or perhaps what could I do that would really help my clients to 10 times their results? What's interesting about this example, the business example, is that both the before and the after future business person is striving for the same goals, but the language and the feeling about the process is different. We'll talk more about this shortly, but for now, let's talk about how to start taking action, getting traction with becoming your future self. In the words of Amy Cuddy, our bodies change our minds. So I'd like to walk you through two ways to start becoming your future self by tapping into the mind-body connection. So way number one is to start thinking like your future self. And I think this is the easiest way to become your future self. It's to seed your mind with the thoughts of your future self. Let's try that now. Let's do a little exercise. Pretend that you are already your future self right now in one area. Imagine being the person who has achieved that thing that you want to achieve. Really imagine yourself being there. Imagine how you look. Imagine how it feels. Imagine what's happening in your everyday life in that area. Now ask yourself, what would your future self be saying about this area each day? Notice that you will probably not be thinking constantly how great it is to be successful in that area. That's the voice of your current self wishing to be there. You've probably passed that honeymoon period. You'll probably be thinking about your next actions. 
Let's use the example of body weight. If you're currently overweight, you might be currently thinking to yourself, I need to lose weight, but I don't know what to do. That might be a fact, but it's unhelpful. Maybe what your future self would be saying are things that are more on the things that you need to be doing. So you might be thinking, hmm, I need to schedule in three exercise sessions this week and block out my calendar. Or, right, Sunday night's meal prep night, so I need to make sure I've done the shopping on Sunday morning and I've bought all those extra vegetables. Perhaps you'd be saying, I love the way my, my body feels. I can't wait for spring so I can wear new clothes. Or you might be thinking or saying, sorry, I don't eat sugary foods. They're not good for me. Your current self around weight might be really judgmental and self-critical. Your future self will more likely be showing self-compassion. So I want to offer that you can start speaking to yourself with compassion right now because judgment and self-criticism is unhelpful and will not support you taking action or achieving your goals. It will do the opposite. No matter whether that is weight or business or any other area, speaking positively to yourself about yourself and thinking about the actions that you'll be taking is generally the formula for what your future self will be thinking and saying. Just to summarise, consider all of those things that your future self would be thinking and saying and write them down and say them daily. Start now. Start rewiring your neural pathways. So that's way number one. And way number two is to start acting like your future self. This one can be a little harder because thoughts are sometimes easier than actions. But the actions are just as important. Let's consider the business example. If you are successful in your business, your future self would be taking certain actions each week. What would they be? Maybe your future successful business self would be using Monday morning as a big picture planning session to see what's ahead for the week. Maybe your future successful business self would be using Friday afternoon to reflect on what went well and what would be coming up in the next week so you could feel mentally prepared and totally shut off on the weekend. Maybe your future successful business self wouldn't be working on the weekend. You'd be out having fun instead because you recognize the importance of taking breaks from work. These are some of the things, the actions that the successful future business self might be taking. What about the weight example for the future self? What actions would that, that person be taking? Well, if you are at your healthy weight, then you would be maybe walking every morning as a not negotiable thing. You love your walk and you're just doing it. Maybe when you go to the supermarket, you wouldn't even walk down the junk food aisle. You'd just go right past it because you don't go there anymore. You'd be heading straight for the fruit and veg section. Maybe you'd still be going to parties, but you wouldn't be drinking and you'd be choosing healthy food from the buffet because it makes you feel good to eat well. Ask yourself now, if you were your future healthy self, what actions would you be taking regularly as not negotiable actions that you were 100% committed to? 
No matter what it is that you want to change, identify the actions that your future self would be doing and find a way to start now. Put them into your calendar. Start rewiring your physiological pathways. And if you're not sure what your future self would be thinking or doing, find a role model. Find somebody who has been there already and ask them what they do. Study them. Some of the things that they're doing might be relevant for you or might give you some ideas on what could work for you. So just to sum it up, what we've talked about today, as you can see, your future self is thinking and acting totally differently from how you are right now. The starting point to becoming your future self is to simply work out what you might be thinking and doing then and to start doing and thinking those things now. Sounds easy, doesn't it? But it's not. It takes work. So you will need to plug both the thinking work and the actions into your calendar as not negotiable things. You'll need to make space for them. It'll feel a little uncomfortable. And I want to point out that this is truly a gradual, one-at-a-time process. You can definitely fast-track becoming your future self, but you can't do it all tomorrow. It just doesn't work that way. It's too much for your brain to absorb and too much to fit into an already busy life. Your brain takes time to create new habits, on average 86 days. So your primary goal is to start with one thing or maybe two things, habits, and build your thoughts and actions around those things and stick with them consistently for at least 83 days so that you can create automaticity in those habits. Then you are going to be well on your way to becoming your future self. And if you'd like to know more about doing this work, I have a membership that helps you do it. Visit melaniejwhite.com forward slash habitology and find out more about how to take control of your life and to live and work on purpose. Thanks for listening. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.